0: there i'm sarah your natural endometriosis expert welcome to my podcast this is the place to be for information advice and tips on managing your endometriosis naturally i've been managing my own endo now successfully for about 20 years and i've been running my own therapy business since 2008 helping others to do the same if you're curious to cut through all the noise and rubbish that's out there and learn the key to managing endometriosis with minimal reliance on drugs and surgery then this is the only podcast you'll need. Let's get started. this episode we're going to be talking about the different types of endometriosis. You will have already heard me talk about the different types or grades of endometriosis and I'm going to be mentioning it in future podcasts as well so I thought it'd be really timely just to really hone in on what exactly the different types and the different grades of endometriosis are. In the UK we still use the grading process so we still use the stage one, two, three, four grading um diagnosis process when it comes to endo but in other parts of the world they've moved beyond that they've progressed to looking at the different types of endo so we will be looking at both in terms of this podcast it's really really important to say from the outset that the grading or the type of endometriosis you have does not correspond directly with how the endo is impacting on your life so you will hear me use words like superficial and mild With superficial stroke, mild endometriosis, that does not mean that how you experience endo is superficial or mild. You can have superficial or mild endometriosis, but massively debilitating symptoms. I've heard people say, oh, I only have mild endometriosis. And not understanding why, even with mild endometriosis, it can be bedridden for days, and that's because it has no correlation at all. And we I really don't think we should be using the words like superficial and mild when it comes to endo, because whilst the whilst it how it shows up may be superficial or mild, it does not mean that the impact on you is superficial or mild. And conversely, you may have quite severe endometriosis and not experience anywhere near the severity of the symptoms that somebody is at, 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 at a, a more mild stage experiences. So there's no direct correlation necessarily with the symptoms you feel and the type or stage of endometriosis that you have. So let's just dig straight in here with superficial endometriosis. <laughs> Blood boiling. Superficial endometriosis, like I say, it, it may not be superficial to you. Superficial endometriosis can still have massively debilitating symptoms, but it's called superficial endometriosis. And that's because when the laparoscopy is showing up the endometriosis, it's more superficial than the other types of endometriosis. So by that, I mean that it's pretty much confined to the abdomen. So it's within that peritoneum, it's contained within the sort of the the lining of your pelvis. It hasn't escaped beyond there. It could be covering most of the organs in there. So you could have um, superficial endo on your bowels and your bladder and all over the place, your womb, your ovaries. But the endometrial deposits that are there are quite lightly deposited onto the various organs. So they're not deeply infiltrating. They're kind of sat on the outside, if you will. So they they haven't kind of attach themselves, they're not fusing themselves. They're, they're there, they're very present, they're very real, but it's only on a superficial level. So if you think about it in terms of a scab on your finger, it's like a, a paper cut. It can be incredibly painful, but actually it's only kind of in a little space. It doesn't look much, but it's really sore. So that's kind of your superficial endometriosis. Again, don't like the word, but I can understand why it's called that, because that's how it looks. Secondly, we have the cysts, so the endometrial mass. These are um, the the fluid-filled cysts that we get with endometriosis. Now, this is an interesting one because the cysts can also be picked can actually be picked up on scans. So, if you go for abdominal scans and they find cysts. It's not uncommon for us to be diagnosed with things like fibroids or polycystic ovaries because these cysts show up and these are the only type of endometriosis that actually shows up on a scan currently. So if you're having a scan and they're finding lots of cysts but you don't actually have a diagnosis of endometriosis, then it isn't uncommon for you to get a misdiagnosis of fibroids and polycystic ovaries because that's what's showing up. However, unlike the polycystic ovary cysts, these cysts are filled with a fluid. So for many of us with endometriosis, around our bleed, or actually it can happen at any point of our cycle, we can get sort of a a gunky, brownish, greyish discharge as part of our bleed. And this is the same kind of fluid that's filling the cysts that are within our abdominal cavities. So we're getting these cysts are actually called chocolate cysts because they're quite brown. When you see them through the camera, through the laparoscopic, laparoscopic camera, um, they're actually quite brown. So they're called chocolate cysts, which makes it sound way more pleasant than it actually is. Um, they can grow to be quite big, so they can get quite painful. And they are found most commonly on the fallopian tubes and the ovaries, but they can actually grow at any, at any part where you can get endometriosis. So essentially everywhere, anywhere where you can get endo, you can get these cysts. And like I say, these are the only type of endometriosis that actually shows up on a scan. So the third type of endometriosis is your deeply infiltrating endo. So as the name suggests, this is where the endometriosis has infiltrated deeper into the abdominal cavity cavity and beyond. So it's kind of the same as your superficial endo. But there's more endometriosis and the endometriosis has gone deeper. So it's gone deeper into the organs. It's gone deeper um, in terms of further into the body. So it's now being present outside of that peritoneum, outside of the abdominal cavity, cavity, outside of the pelvis. It's being spotted in other places. Diaphragmatic endometriosis is a prime example of this. So it's deeply infiltrating endo that's spread up to the, um, to, the to the diaphragm now this can be quite in its severest form quite debilitating in terms of physical activity so what we're talking about here is when things get fused together you get a lot of scar tissue with deeply infiltrating endometriosis and you can get when people talk about their bowels being fused to their ovaries this is exactly the sort of endometriosis that's causing that so it's superficial endometriosis that has kind of just grown and grown and grown so it's now just this mass of of endo essentially it can actually get so extreme in very very few cases and we're talking I think between two and five percent of people with endo actually get this to this extreme level but it actually can start to really stick organs together um, and that's when you get something called frozen pelvis. So if your doctors have mentioned frozen pelvis to you, this is, this is kind of what's happening. And you can also get that to your spine as well. So if you get a lot of lower back problems at the same time as you're getting your, your other endo symptoms, then that as well could be deeply infiltrating endo. And you could be looking at a frozen pelvis as well. But don't be worried. The frozen pelvis, like I say, only happens to less than 5% of people with endometriosis. If you are worried, Talk to your surgeons, talk to your specialists, talk to somebody like me who can give you specific information on your specific symptoms and your specific endo. The fourth type is abdominal wall endometriosis. So, as the name suggests, this is where the endo specifically attaches to the endometrio, to the endometriosis, to the abdominal wall. So this is especially common if you have a lot of laparoscopic. I'm not being able to say that today, have I? This is especially common if you have a lot of laparoscopies. So if you have a lot of of, um, of scar tissue, of surgical procedures that are causing scar tissue, then the endometriosis attaches itself to that scar tissue. And when I'm talking about the surgery that you can have for endo, that's, this is why I say just be mindful that endometriosis loves scar tissue because this abdominal wall endometriosis is a type of endo that just leeches, latches on to to um, the remains of surgery so for example we see it a lot in cesarean scars so people who have c sections um, quite often if they have endo quite often the endo will attach itself to the c-section scar and that's that's the abdominal wall endometriosis so they are the four different types of endometriosis And like I say, external to the UK, some countries have started just using that. They've moved away from the grading system and they've just started to use that, which I think is a way more humanistic approach to diagnosing endometriosis. I don't like the grades. I don't like the stages of endometriosis. This to me is a lot better way. It's a lot more. um, It explains how endometriosis shows up a lot better than the stages. However, in the UK, we still use the stages. So I'm going to talk about the stages now as well. So. The stages are split into four. So you have stage one, stage two, stage three. And as this progression would suggest, stage four endometriosis. Now, I use the word progression there. In actual fact, endometriosis is not a progressive illness. It can get worse if left unchecked over time, then it can get worse if you're not getting treatments. And by treatments, I mean either traditional western medicine treatments or you're not managing it yourself then it can get worse but it's not a stage and this is why a lot of countries have moved away from this stage process of diagnosis it isn't a start at stage one progress to stage two progress to stage three progress to stage four illness it doesn't work like that like I say it can do for some people and don't think that that gives you um the green light to just leave your endo, because like I say, it can get worse if left unchecked. And in most cases, I think it probably does get worse if left left completely unchecked. Um, but when I say that as well, that can be over a period of years. So you can have stage two endometriosis forever. You can have stage two endometriosis for years and then it will progress to stage three or you can go through that quite quickly. It all depends on what's triggering your endometriosis. If, if what's around you is triggering you all the time, then the chances are your endometriosis will get worse. What are the stages? So stage one, this is the blood boiling time. Stage one is minimal endometriosis. So again, essentially, it's kind of saying the same as the superficial endometriosis. You don't have a lot of it. And that is not to say that you don't get the debilitating symptoms, because like I say, I've worked with women who have stage one endometriosis who are debilitated in their symptoms. So that's not to say that minimum endometriosis equals minimum symptoms, minimum impact. doesn't work like that. It just means that the endometriosis you have is not particularly widespread. So stage two is mild. So we go from minimal to mild. So again, it's kind of the same thing. It's just a little bit more. You have a little bit more endometriosis in maybe a few more places and maybe goes slightly deeper than your minimal endometriosis. Stage three is moderate. You're getting the picture. You've got a little bit more endometriosis than at mild. It's probably in a few more places. It's starting now. You're starting to see the formation of the cysts we're starting to include the scar tissue, we're starting to include maybe sort of a bit more of that deeply infiltrating endometriosis now it's stage three. And stage four is severe endometriosis. So that's when we're really starting to see things um, being, um, now I was going to say being impacted, but you can have the impact at stage one. So it's almost like the, the physical appearance, I should say, of the endometriosis suggests that it's impacting more. So it's, it's being more invasive your stage four is more invasive than your stage one, two and three. But like I say, that does not mean that the symptoms are any worse necessarily. So they are your four stages of endometriosis. So it's really, really important, like I say, to understand how your endometriosis shows up for you, how it manifests for you. Do you know what stage you're at? Do you know what type of endometriosis you have? What is your endometriosis made up of? Do you have the, the um, well, the lesions the the adhesions do you have the deeply infiltrating adhesions do you have the cysts the chocolate cysts do you have it on your abdominal cavity because this is what will determine how effective surgery is and post-surgery recovery and self-management will all be determined by the type and the grade to some extent of the endometriosis you have so I hope that helps any questions please do give me a shout Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, then please hit the subscribe button and make sure you don't miss any future episodes. You can also leave a review too to help spread the word to managing endometriosis naturally to as many people as possible. That is my mission. And if this podcast has inspired you to take the next step to managing your own endometriosis successfully, then please head over to my website, NaturalEndometriosisExpert.com see different ways of working with me to bring that dream of living without endometriosis one step closer or for less than the price of a posh coffee a month you can also become a patreon to this podcast and get access to a load more endometriosis resources as well as my monthly endometriosis clinic question and answer session see you next time